Hey, and thanks for tuning in to the first episode, Talking Toilets Goes Into Lockdown. Alex and I started this journey a while ago where every week we brought on a new guest and talked all things toilets. But now we're in isolation, we thought we'd have a go chatting about all the toilets we missed and took for granted over the years. I don't want to start on an apology, but the sound quality of this first episode could be better and does dramatically get better by the second episode, which we'll release next week. But we wanted to begin where we started, which was just when good old Boris Johnson had announced the full isolation restriction. Really hope you like it. We put a lot into it. And if you do, please shout out about it. Tell your neighbour, tell your friend. Go on our social medias. Our Instagram and Twitter is TalkingToilets underscore. And our Facebook is Talking Tea Podcast. The reason for the tea on Facebook is they think toilet is a derogatory word. Who would have thought? So let's prove them wrong. Yeah, really hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. Talking Toilets with Alex Hope and William Smith. So, hello and welcome to Talking Toilets Goes Into Lockdown. My name is William Smith in Tufnell Park and in East Finchley is... <laughs> Me, Alex Hope. I'm not in lockdown, I, I, I should let it known. I am, I'm self-isolating, but I'm doing so for two days while the weekend happens. <laughs> and then... And then I go back into um, essential key work. I feel like you, yeah, but you going into lockdown for two days is more that everyone else is in lockdown. Yeah. Because I don't think there is a self-isolation period of two days. I don't think they go, right, two days and then you're ready to go back to work. I still have to stay here, though, when it's the weekend. (laughs) I I can't go to the pub. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's true. That's still not possible, which is what I would be doing. But to really, like, so you're a key worker, but what's your job? My job is to infect swathes of the public with... No, I'm joking. My job is to deliver boilers, radiators, mm-hmm. uh, and plumbing equipment and boiler spares. So that's... that. I'm not going to bore you with that. Right, so should we get on with it? The, uh... Let's get on with it. Uh, so, Alex, what was the... Uh, I suppose it's difficult for you because you're currently not in isolation despite currently being in two days' worth of isolation. But what was the last toilet you remember using before all of this lockdown stuff happened? The last toilet I remember using, there were two. The first one was in a bush in Milton Keynes because my van broke down and I needed it to be recovered. And then when I was at the recovery place, there was no one... Around because of COVID-19. So this is in like Milton Keynes, which in itself feels apocalyptic without, you know, this kind of horrendous virus being spread around. It was in a bush because the the place that my van had been recovered to was staffed by like very wary individuals that had a row of chairs in front of their door that nobody was allowed to cross. So I I kind of, I I asked if I could use their toilet and they were kind of like... "Mm." Was the the row of chairs there as like a distant safety because of the COVID-19? Yeah, a social distancing thing. Yeah, it was a a precaution. That's good. uh, I, I kind of felt like immediately the asking would would not have the right results. I was basically rejected and then I thought, well, I do need both, but I can find a place in this barren landscape of Milton (laughs) Keynes, no offence, to to urinate. So I I just walked around and it's quite interesting seeing this road that had a few factories on it and it would usually be hustling and bustling and it was just me peeing by the side of a road. And then the second was uh, a service station on the M1 on my journey back, which was terrifying. It was 
was just it's weird to enter a building that usually would have hundreds and hundreds of cars parked outside and hundreds of people inside very bad cleanliness and sanitation just terrifying really a bit like scenes from chernobyl really quite similar the toilet i remember using before the lockdown yeah. was actually in a pub how long have you been locked down for by the way thursday was when i was told i was laid off from work my building had been um shut down i've been laid off and i then um weirdly then went to the pub even though you shouldn't be going to the pub at all like everybody should be remaining inside and avoiding it this i mm. you know I knew that Boris Johnson was going to be giving a, you know, doing his announcement. Yeah. I, I knew that the assembly rooms next to where I work was going to be showing the announcement on their massive projector screens they normally use for the sport. And I had kind of assumed that Boris Johnson was going to be ordering all hospitality venues to shut. And I thought yeah. there is no better place to watch this speech than in a pub on a massive projector screen while drinking a Guinness. So that's what yeah. I decided to do. So I was there, you know, my venue's just been shut down. Boris Johnson is ordering everyone else to shut down. But this was the last toilet I used that was open to other people to use except for my own. But anyway, so the Assembly House's toilet has always been bad. You know, it's just, it's always been run down. But recently, mm. they invested some money in their toilets, which was exciting. And you go in and it does smell clean. There are new tiles. Everything's kind of very... And, you know, there is this corona thing going on. So you would expect their levels of cleanliness to be heightened. Their, their soap was, instead of a small dispenser was a huge kind of five litre tub with a a massive plunger on clearly somebody's gone fuck it they're going to close us tomorrow and I have to have soap let's just put this thing out and then I can take it home yeah yeah, exactly the urinals two of which have already filled up with urine so clearly they've invested in the aesthetic and not in the function of these toilets And then you go into the cubicles, which now finally they do have locks on. But why you'd want to lock yourself into a toilet that yet again, the toilet seat has fallen off the toilet. And then inside one of them, the toilet roll, the big jumbo toilet roll had been shoved inside the bowl of the toilet. And then in the other one, there was there was just no toilet seat. So clearly they'd invested in toilets. Somebody's gone in and made them in the exact same state they were before, which was why they were refurbished in the first place. Widespread panic. And you're kind of stood in this room. And if anything reaffirms why we're in this pandemic in the first place <laughs> it's like why are we why do we treat our why do we do anything nice why do we do anything else but why do we treat these areas where we're kind of most bacterial and virally vulnerable with yeah. such disregard the question is like why is it like this in a pub and i think in a north london pub perhaps it's the right question to ask why is it so degenerated why is it so degenerate rather but yeah i don't know if it matters where you are in london i just thought it was bizarre the fact that like this toilet has clearly been refurbished at a point when we all need to be slightly more conscious hygienically um, yeah. And I feel that everybody has. Uh, but yet, for some reason, in this weird kind of micro universe of this toilet in the assembly house, the message hadn't been given to them, which is probably why <laughs> they were the only pub still open. And you know what? It was relatively yeah. busy. Everybody sat there listening to Boris Johnson telling them not to be in a pub while swiftly finishing one and then asking for another. I remember hearing yeah. some bloke being like, oh, could you just turn the sound down? It's a bit depressing. And it's like, well, it is a bit depressing because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Shall 
Should we move on to some toilet news? Why not? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, cool. Let's, let's have a look. So, Rother District Council has closed the public toilets until further notice after attempts were made to steal the toilet roll. I mean, come on. Really? In this day and age when there's none on the shelves? People are struggling for toilet roll. I'm amazed that these public toilets are still able to be open. Yeah. And realistically, the toilet paper is there for the public to use. But if True. there's none in the shop, surely the, the public's use is to just fucking steal all the toilet roll there is there. Yeah, absolutely. How can you steal from the greater mass of your own self? Also, with us having to be in isolation, like how many people are realistically in desperate need to use these toilets? This is for the council. We have experienced a higher level of vandalism with people attempting to steal toilet rolls, meaning we can no longer manage the facilities effectively or hygienically. Apologies for any inconvenience. Now, to me, that sounds a bit of a, a lacklustre excuse. I don't get that. So one, they're claiming that the theft of toilet paper is vandalism. Is vandalism then the description of what happens to a toilet when there is no toilet paper within. It's also are the public toilets a necessity if they're going to be closing parks and things like that and people aren't meant to be outside. Now I can't imagine they would classify toilet attendants as key workers so I just think that they're using the fact that somebody might have stolen some toilet roll. I wonder, for all I, I mean I'm being very suspicious here but very sceptical I mean. My, my wonder is whether or not their supply ran out of toilet paper and they've gone fuck we didn't order enough it. And we've forgotten to close it for and a week. And we've forgotten to close <laughs> we've forgotten to close it for a week and they're going to be losing a hell of a lot of money because we're going to have to give people their council tax reductions and etc because of loss of earnings yeah it feels a little bit kind of well to begin with when you talk about a public sort of convenience or at least like in our sort of big society world in the uk you've got like nationwide government saying that there's no such thing as society and you kind of make your own way in life and the only social things that we've organized are the very sort of minimum i.e like national healthcare was introduced 50 years ago and they've sort of systematically dismantled it but when it comes to things like public toilets those are led by councils and councils are voted in separately as their own kind of mini governments so really from place to place you have a kind of as a resident at least you have an expectancy of what kind of thing you're going to be dealt with now being from scotland a public toilet is something that i think i've only very rarely seen and those things are at best a place where it's okay to shit and piss but with that logic that would mean that every toilet would be different depending on how the council decided to yeah you know, or depending on each council but i i'm a big fan of public toilets and i think they're all as bad as each other i think they're just they're always yeah they're always yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough attendance looking after them. You don't want to talk them down because if they didn't exist, you'd be fucked. Like I, I especially yeah. would, you know, for example, if there was a public toilet near where you were in Milton Keynes, you'd absolutely use it. Oh yeah, of course, but nothing's near anything in Milton Keynes. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's near anything in Milton Keynes is one roundabout to another. There are loads of roundabouts in Milton Keynes, I agree. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a roundabout kind of place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So should we move on? Yep, next bit of toilet news. Okay, here we go. Um, This is on the Metro. Good old Corona spreading Metro. Premier news provider. I mean, this is an article about toilet paper printed on toilet paper I presume um, <laughs> or what could have been reused rather than to print this ghastly paper as to what it should be used for which is wiping one's feces off one's mm. ass coronavirus prepper makes reusable toilet paper that goes in wash when you're done with it that's an idea that's happened before 
uh, i.e. flannels. Yeah. Don't you think? That's like it's not a new idea to wipe your arse with a rag and then wash it. I think what they've done is they've just made um, an incredibly thin, long flannel and then wrapped yeah, they it have. around a bit of cardboard. They've wrapped it around a bit of cardboard. 100%. It's got what it looks like a popper at the end so you can like roll it up. What confuses me though is that it's like a full roll. I'll obviously put the picture up on our um, social media. But it's a, like a, it's a full roll and it's got a popper on the end as if you're like putting it together so that you can travel with it. When you use toilet paper, you use a couple of bits, don't you? And then you rip them off. You don't use an entire roll and then just... What this looks like is she's planning to... Use, I say she because it's a, a lady called Cherish Odell, which is a brilliant name. It's uh, She's manufactured this thing and it just looks like a roll of toilet paper, but you, you reuse it. So what are you meant to do with it when when you've, you've only got to use two bits? Is it just... Is this just used for pee, or is and you save your remaining scraps of toilet paper for your poos, or do you just leave the shitty bits out and then just use it as you go along? And then anyway, she's selling a fabric version of sought-after bathroom product for between fifteen and thirty-five dollars. Uses hypoallergenic materials, great, so no rash on the bot bot to ensure it's suitable for all skin types. They come in rolls. Oh, so users are able to snap off sheets. Oh, so that's what the popper is. I mean, what do you think? I think it's an all right idea. The thing that makes me the most angry about all of this, I'm sorry, it's just, I've got my head around it now. I don't think anybody should be profiting from what's going on with the coronavirus. And I feel that though this girl might have found, you know, a nice way of solving her own problem, maybe she hasn't got enough toilet roll and she's got loads of fabric that she can sew together. But she's now, you say she's selling it. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not for that. I'm not for that idea. I don't think the product's been tested enough. Even with something that threatens the entire human species, uh, you won't stop people being greedy. And that's just the thing. This kind of profiteering is usually only seen in war. So it does feel like, because of the global kind of nature of it all, it does feel like the closest thing we will understand, at least in our generation, to what it's like to live through a war. And I say that knocking on wood, because who knows what's next after Corona? Uh, the next stage is toilets that we've come across in our memories that we most miss or most kind of find a sentimentality about. Uh, using the same one over and over again can become quite mundane. Yeah, but also there's a big thing about your own toilet being a toilet that you feel comfortable in and it's yeah. nice to come home and be and be able to be comfortable in your own toilet. True. Uh, whereas if the toilet you're if the only toilet you're using is that one toilet that you used to find solace in, then it's very difficult to find solace in something that's always there because then your relaxing toilet becomes the norm. Exactly. And then the and then and then the fear would be that then suddenly you find your own normal toilet uncomfortable or, yeah. or, or suddenly you become hypersensitive to the things that are inside there absolutely let's hope that never happens and i really hope that doesn't happen to anyone out there for sure god oh, got really afraid now no 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 that's that's a it's a it's a scary thought but it's also you know you've got to be aware of these things and by changing the routine of your usual day by lots of people have started taking up running when they never would have before just because they can't do it and it, it's like an enticing thing to do now so maybe zest up your toilet life maybe leave the door open twice a week um, maybe add uh, <laughs> different wall coverings or um, a new scent perhaps remember there are people like me doing unnecessary necessary work out there uh, like delivering toilet fresheners and um, anything else off Amazon so if you wanted something that you know you don't need but because you can't go out to get it you want uh, try try finding something that would zest up your toilet life and then it might make it feel slightly more like you're you know doing something you shouldn't the taboo that we talk about 
which is toilets. Um, so yeah, my question to you, Will, is what do you most miss concerning or regarding or what toilet do you miss most? Well, I think mine is, it, it kind of revolves around everything that I hate and love about toilets. <laughs> and while I was in the situation of this toilet, I felt embarrassed, I felt stupid. It was just a strange toilet experience, but it was also wonderful and I really do, I miss the fact that I won't be able to have a similar experience for months probably. And it was at me liquor in King's Cross um, which is a very kind of trendy I mean it's the first time I've ever been to a meat have you been to a meat liquor? I went to yeah meat liquor in Brighton and I, it was spoken up to me about and it was disappointing ah uh, you see so I'd only ever associated it with like meat eaters and like very American kind of style-esque kind of food so I wasn't expecting a lot and I loved it like, I thought the branding was great the service yeah. wasn't good but the bartender knew what she was doing the menu was di- it was like it was what I wanted it to be yeah it was very dark it was very loud and i you know stood up to go to the toilet and i had no idea where it was it is super dark in there isn't it the bar and the kitchen was this kind of old repurposed bus where like the front of the bus was the bar and then where the windows were they cut it out and then that was the kitchen and so i then assumed by the back of the bus was where the toilet was because i couldn't see a door anywhere so i went round to the back of the bus and then entered the kitchen um <laughs> i entered the kitchen and these two guys looked at me and were like get out so i you know, got out of the kitchen and immediately felt very you know disorientated <laughs> uh, i i then i then saw i had to describe it uh, you know like in like a, a film where there's like a door behind a bookcase yeah. kind of thing a secret room yeah so i was i was verbally kicked out of the kitchen and then suddenly this door opened from a wall and it was somebody coming out of the toilet and i was like oh thank god so i opened <laughs> so i uh, so i went into this door and then entered into what was a room filled with sinks there were no doors in this room except the one you just entered through no 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 no, no. that disappeared like you turned around and that 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 the, became the, another the door no it, be, it became like another wall it, it was not clear the door i mean i knew it was there because right, i just okay. came through it yeah 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 so the so the like the psychological aspect of it being a door the like uh, metaphysical aspect of it being a door had not removed itself from your mind. You understood that that was still a door. It hadn't just become a wall. You weren't like tripping. It wasn't like a wall immediately, like a solid wall. I wasn't convinced of anything at this stage, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. The, um, but you see, so you got the sinks, and then suddenly, serendipitously, another door opens and somebody comes out of a cubicle. Right. So I then run as fast as I can to grab that door before it closes, or that wall door, whatever it is, and then go into the toilet. And it was very trendy, very lovely there was nice music playing the walls were like comic book strips which was not I, I remember uh, the wallpaper was one of the comic book strips was coming off so you know as a curious I then pulled the comic strip like pulled it and made it worse but then behind that comic book strip was another comic book strip which was really nice so it'd been like paper mache yeah like yeah. paper mache layered of comic book strips okay um, and yeah d- did my business left and then, you know, washed my hands and did everything did, went and then sat down uh, at the table with my friends. And as I sat down, the, the two people I was with were just staring at me quite kind of, I don't know how you describe it, almost as if they had seen a ghost. They were, they were kind of, they were, you know, eyes wide, you know, mouth open, you know, very confused looking. And, you know, I, I assumed it was because they had seen me walk into the kitchen. 
Um, but it turns out that they were both confused at where I had been. Right. Um, because in, in the time that I had gone through all of that and gone to the toilet, my friend Bronte had also seamlessly gone to the toilet, had a poo, washed her hands, and then sat back down. Oh, okay. So they were they were wondering whether you'd had a like a sort of midnight um, tete-a-tete with someone or like you... I, know, I think they were more worried that I'd got lost and that's exactly what had happened. What had I happened. felt right, like okay. I'd got completely lost in this toilet. But overall, what I miss about I mean this whole experience was disorientating it was slightly oh, scary is the right word but it definitely made me it, it didn't make me feel you know my sensibility had been completely changed right um, and I did and I did feel hypersensitive to everything that was happening around me and it would and I wouldn't recommend the toilet to a friend um, <laughs> but but I would happily go back just for putting myself in that weird sensory situation. Do you feel like you'll have a different experience knowing how to enter the toilet, how to like find a cubicle, how to like? I more feel that it's it should be my duty, my public duty, to kind of put up some signposts or or just stand there, just kind of like not be employed and just like reassure people of where the toilet is. I'm not sure whether it's your public duty at all. I think if 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 the public duty rests with anyone, it might be the actual venue itself and the manager therein <laughs> but yeah I think that's uh, like in terms of the toilet the kind of the idea of what I miss most about toilets being in lockdown is the weird bizarre interactions that come with it yeah um, and I think as a, res- as a result that's the that's the one toilet that comes to mind in terms of things that I'll miss See, I think that's the thing that I'm most enjoying about being, you know, one of the sole people out on on the M40 at any given time I feel a lot more kind of like less awkward and i'm quite enjoying that now when it comes to what i'm missing out of uh going to the the the, the ordinary public toilet kind of situation you'd you'd kind of be going through the day or you'd be in a pub or you'd be in a restaurant and you just kind of like be full on with someone giving them your full attention doing your job doing whatever and then you go to the toilet whereas now the added aspect of having to touch everything with your elbows and uh, you know, sort of move into things backwards so that you're not touching things with your hands or your front place where all your air and you know saliva comes out of and goes into. I feel like I miss having that kind of feeling of going into a toilet and just having the time to sit down, chill in that environment. No, it's kind of a bit grubby, but like as long as you're locked away or you're on your own, you've kind of got that meditative moment and you're you know able to sort of relax uh away from i mean you can do that by walking outside don't get me wrong there's other places to do that you can choose to be alone more of the time it's just like that's a kind of unavoidable aspect of the day-to-day life you need to urinate you need to defecate so going to these places you also find that it's a different environment it's a transition i think what you've realized is that you found going to the toilet quite a meditative process and you know we've discussed quite before how we have very different feelings and you know what it is when we enter the toilet and how much time we might spend in there you know it's like for me the one thing i i'm finding quite difficult is this idea of only being able to go on like one walk to the shops and one mode of exercise because mm. for me i i will walk a random length of time if i feel mentally preoccupied with anything if i need to work something out or i'm feeling a bit claustrophobic or i'm finding something quite troubling my go-to um, method of meditation is always to put on some music and go for a walk and think these things through and now suddenly i feel like that has been taken away from me because i'll be judged or I will risk infecting others or myself, no matter how solitary or um, 
uh, conscious I am of social distancing. So I yeah. think you're so, which is interesting that you feel that that. So it's not one specific toilet; it's that feeling of yeah. being able to be. Yeah, I like that. It's like an added level of kind of awareness that you have to add to your day, whereas whereas usually it would be a moment that you could kind of step back from it. Um, yeah. And yeah, don't get me wrong; like there are other ways of doing it, and there's ways that I've done it differently. But especially when it comes to like something that's so about sanitation and so about hygiene that it kind of it, it seems a bit like the danger zone in a way you know obviously we should be washing our hands as soon as we enter the you know our, our, our houses and things like that and sterilizing things that we touched before we were able to wash our hands uh well my dad was saying that every time he enters the house he now has a shower I'm just yeah. Like, you know, it, which is which i completely get and it's a good idea i do it's... that when i come back from work yeah but do you've you? got to remember that you're not naked walking around <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah exactly britain so you need to wash your clothes kind of more regularly in a way and yeah i mean as long as you're not touching your face and you're kind of you know staying away from people wildly coughing and sneezing yeah you should be kind of all right i'm not talking about the illness i'm talking about you know in terms of the the uh, disinfectant i'm hoping that generally this is going to make us as a people just more hygienic more conscious don't you also think the nature of the way things have grown just exponentially and by things i mean everything like there's more buildings there's more you know pollution in the air there's more trains buses cars everything there's more things there's more shops to go to there's more items on the shelves that people could potentially touch there's more people around yeah so like when things exponentially grow the things that are in the cracks of those things the things that kind of you know are the molecules or the things that surround those things grow exponentially as well and it's kind of like this thing that we could have prepared for better admittedly with uh, lots more money and lots more kind of time and resource you can't really prepare for anything like this and you, you definitely can't prepare for the way it affects your life from a knock-on domino effect and yeah we're we're only getting started Potentially, we can have a final thought about what we hope for the future. I just really hope that when we return to normality, that mm. the toilets will have upped a level of bacterial consciousness. To not even just just some kind of a nod to what has happened, and yeah. hopefully that that toilet and the assembly house will have good soap dispensers and will have a toilet seat and will be lit correctly. Just very kind of simple standards that you would expect. Yeah, true. That's what I hope will have changed from this. Although the odds are everything will go back to normal. What about you, mate? Uh, I will definitely... I'm just basically on the same level as you. I think sanitation standards need to be improved. We've definitely underestimated the power of alcohol gel. Mm. I think that's, that's going to become a, a new kind of religious item i want it to become its new currency you know how you've got like cryptocurrency yeah but they're the opposite of that so like we've receded in the idea of what currencies become it's now become objects it becomes trade yeah yeah yeah, yeah. back to trade i think yeah definitely back to trade however that the currency will have to be sanitized because trading anything it will need to be sanitized because yeah. you never know <laughs> could have, uh, evolved <laughs> uh yeah sweet Great. so well, that was yeah, that was our Talking Toilets lockdown. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Um, uh, obviously, there'll be a lot of waffling and technical issues because this is the first time we've remotely recorded. Uh, so thank you for your patience on that. 
Um, and yeah, we hope that it was mildly interesting. Um, and yeah, just thank you for your support. Uh, we'll put out information of our socials um, at the end of this podcast. Um, and we'll probably put something at the beginning as well, if we're um, sure. uh, clever enough to do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you very much. That sounds so sarcastic. That, that. <laughs> um, yeah, thank, thank you very much. And uh, always remember, keep flushing. Keep flushing. <laughs>